Welcome to episode 40 of The Doctor and the Dork, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Dork here with our co-hostess, The Doctor. Hello, everybody. How you doing this week, Doc? Um, to be honest, I know I keep saying we need to do this podcast, but like I'm just not really feeling the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, we've had a, uh, specifically, you've had a very hectic couple of uh, days. I should say the past like week. Yeah. You've been up into your holiday shenanigans. I've been into the holiday shenanigans, but we won't start that. <laughs> now, do you want to start with your segment? Um, or mine? Or why us? Why don't we start off with your segment? Because I've started us off the last two episodes. Mm, fair enough. All right, guys. So, welcome back to the Doctor and the Dork. I know I already said it. But, welcome back to the Dork segment. I know you guys have been missing out on your nerd shit. And uh, Olivia's looking at me like I'm crazy here, guys. But... We got some big things. So, The Witcher 3. You know how much I love that game. I've talked it up forever. And they finally released the next-gen console update for it, but also on the computer. It's like 54 gigs. It's a massive update. Um, it's entirely free. They completely overhauled the graphics, the gameplay. They added some mods that were made by the player base. Um, honestly, if you haven't played The Witcher 3, now's the time. Um, I'm getting ready to replay it myself. I'm a little let down right now, though. My computer can't handle like uh, how good the game is. I can't run it at max graphics. It crashes the game on me. So I'm a little jealous of next-gen consoles that'll be able to do like the ray tracing and ultra graphics. And... Does it make you want to go buy a PS5? No, it makes me want to just spend the money on a really nice graphics card now that they're not $5,000 for a decent one, you know? That's fair. Um... That being said, though, guys, we have even more games coming out. Olivia's going to start oh, rolling boy, her eyes. everybody. <laughs> this is when you just hit the fast-forward 30-second button for a few times fast. Um, we have the Paragon remakes have come out. That was the MOBA that was originally ran by the company that produces Fortnite, Epic Games. Well, they shut it down and released all the content. And years this was years ago because Fortnite had just come out at the time when they shut it down. And what they have ended up doing, that's right, guys, Olivia's running away mid-podcast. She's forgotten something. What it is, we'll never know. But back to Paragon. So they released it uh, years back, shut it down, and finally, two companies have come out with decent games. And we have Overprime and we have Predecessor, both of which I have now. They're fantastic. Uh, I would love for some feedback. If any of you guys play games and you like MOBAs, give uh, Overprime and Predecessor a try. Like I said, Overprime is free. Predecessor, I think, is $10 to play. Um, but would love some feedback on that so I know I'm not the only person nerding out on this stuff. And finally, for the world of gaming, we have finally have a release date for Diablo 4. Uh, this game has been long-awaited for like probably five years now. People have been itching for this. Basically, since Diablo 3 came out, I'm really excited. It's supposed to be a great com uh, combination of Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 gameplay. So hopefully that is just as great as I think it's going to be. Because that comes out, I want to say it's June 6th of 2023. So we're like six months out right now. Hopefully it doesn't disappoint. I doubt it will. I mean, none of the Diablo games have been bad. So, all right. Now rounding off my dork segment. We have Elon Musk, the patron saint of the dork. Um, <laughs> he has been making headlines, guys, since the last time I've done the pod. And one of the things is he bought out Twitter. Now, if that's not the most 
Tony Stark thing ever is one thing you hear about companies absorbing Whoever other companies. Tony Stark is. What it's Iron Man. Yeah. Oh god, she doesn't know her Marvel heroes. Anyway, so he has uh, recently acquired Twitter and I guess burned it to the ground. I mean, he's from what I've heard, he's fired everybody except for a small handful of people. He's trying to make Twitter 2.0, and he keeps making wild changes. Um, I have no idea what the ramifications of it are or what it means, but it's hilarious. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a Twitter? I don't. So it's a lot easier for me to just laugh about this, but some people, their jobs are like based around Twitter, and, and I do feel for them. But I come back to, he who just it. buys a social he media? feel bad for them. No, I do. I mean, I don't want anybody to lose their job. What do you think's different from, like, Elon Musk buying Twitter and Steve Jobs when he was, you know, the head of Apple? Um, Steve Jobs? Uh, you know Steve mean? Jobs was the founder. Well, I shouldn't say the founder. He was one of the founding members of Apple. Is it because, like, Apple. Apple has, like, a board and Twitter is now, like, Elon is the board? It's the difference the president, between... vice president, secretary, and treasurer? Yes. Okay. He's everyone. He <laughs> yeah. privately owns it. That'd be like if you had enough money sitting around and just be like, yeah, I think Facebook is mine now. Is he... Does he... He does the same thing for Tesla, right? Um, no. Tesla is owned by shareholders. Yeah. So that's openly uh, traded on the market, whereas Twitter is now private. He because he bought all the shares of Twitter, and I guess you can privately own it. I you know I'm not a huge investor yeah, in that aspect. Got the but... So if you're an investor, write into Doctor and Dork at Yeah, what the hell? Can we still invest in Twitter? Not is that, that I've thing? checked the email in three months. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we could have emails sitting in there. Probably. We're the worst podcasters <laughs> ever. <laughs> Um, lastly, with Elon Musk, guys, Neuralink, I know I've talked it up before, and it's official. They have it working on a bunch of monkeys. They've also coincidentally killed a bunch of monkeys. And Olivia brought this up to me the other week. Oh, boy. Let's and see what his interpretation I, uh, she, she sent that to me. It's like, isn't this crazy? And I said, not for nothing. If we're talking about giving human beings telepathy or the ability to do things with our minds with chips... And some monkeys have died along the way. Like, that sucks, yes. But do we not kill thousands of animals a year for makeup and everything else? Like, I don't feel that bad when I hear 10 monkeys died compared to whatever gets covered up by the animal testing industry. I shouldn't say this. I'll tell you after. I'm going to get... Their podcast is going to get canceled by our three (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Well, that's all I had for the dork segment this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's Olivia's time with Hello, the doctor. Hello, everybody. It's the doctor. Um, <laughs> I am like any of you who have a doctor that does not stay up to date on the data because I didn't really do a whole bunch coming into this podcast. So I found one article I thought I'd share with you guys. I might have shared a similar article before, but if so, um, there's power in numbers. So now that you've heard it twice, there must be some truth behind it. <laughs> Um, so the article I read was a study done by Oxford looking at patients' gut health and their symptoms of depression and anxiety. And they had over a thousand patients they included in the study, and they even controlled for things such as if the patient was receiving therapy, if they were on an antidepressant already. So the two groups were pretty well balanced. And what they did is they looked at the microbiome of the gut, specifically kind of what bacteria were alive in the patient's gut. 
and they actually found that there were 13 different types of bacteria that were linked to depression symptoms in people. Oh, no good. So, super interesting. Um, I think it's interesting for a multitude of reasons. Um, I think the most common one, and I think a lot of people, if you've ever experienced depression or anxiety and you've kind of just looked up things online yourself to see what you could do, you might have run into taking probiotics um, to improve your gut health. And I know it's a little anti-intuitive, right? The same is true for like, let's say when you have like a yeast infection, if you're a lady because you think, well, if I've already got these bad things growing in there, why in the world would I want to take a little capsule that's got other bacteria and stuff in it? But the idea is that there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria, so just like a Marvel superhero movie, you want the good guys (laughs) (laughs) to win against the bad guys. So... Same concept. Uh. So some evidence that taking a probiotic may be healthy. Um, And then my kind of, not interpretation, extrapolation of this. And Mm. I'm really going out on a limb here. I know some people are not going to like when I say this. But just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and interpret it as you may. I think there's a lot of evidence for potentially reducing the amount of added sugar that you're eating because a lot of the bacteria is feeding on said sugars. And I actually read a really interesting article a while back around the summertime that even more so than what you eat is the order in which you eat it. Um, and I forget really? the example in which they use, but they use some sort of example of if you eat, I forget the order now, I'm butchering it, but I'll tell you what the correct answer was next week. But <laughs> well, Are we talking like veggies, meat, carbs? No, or? think about, let's pretend you eat something really fibrous. So let's say you eat a bunch of broccoli, and then right after that you eat a pack of gummy bears. Yeah. There's, they were arguing, they were making the case that that's bad because that broccoli is going to take a while in your gut to break down. And since that's already in there, now it's backing up those sugary gummy bears you ate, and it's giving them longer in there to, mm, I don't know, ferment gestate. or whatnot. And yeah. it's causing more gas and more bacteria buildup and stuff like that. So... I haven't seen a lot of studies around that concept, but I do think it's something interesting to consider, and hopefully more studies will look into it. Mm. And the last thing I do want to mention that did not come from a scientific source. It came from Reddit. (laughs) It's very (laughs) anecdotal. The most scientific community out there. (laughs) But it was kind of back to this gut and brain connection. And so that article that I talked about was talking about how the gut health can affect the brain. But a lot of people I've read actually believe the opposite is true, too. They notice that when they're stressed or that they have high levels of anxiety, that their gut health actually isn't right either, and their bowel movements aren't as correct as they normally are when they're in an unstressed environment. So I think there's probably a lot there that we need a lot more research on. Um, but I'd love for you to write in about your your brain-to-bowel connection, <laughs> drtorkinggmail.com. And maybe before 2023, mm-hmm. I'll check it and uh, see what we got. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. We want to hear about your bowels. Heck yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your bowels. What movie is that from? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I have no idea. It doesn't say, Tell me about your bowels. It says, Tell me about you or something. Um, who is your father? Tell who is your daddy and what does he do? No. No? Tell me about your. You've got me beat. Well, if you guys It'll know the to answer me. to that, go ahead and just text me. <laughs> Oh, or send us a DM <laughs> in our Instagrams. All right, guys. Now that we've gotten through our Doctor and Dork segments. Time for the good stuff. Let's go through our 
I would say our month in review, actually, or a month and a half. When's the last time we even put up an episode? It's probably been about a decade. A decade? <laughs> we haven't even been doing this for a decade. Um, God, where to start, guys? Uh, let's for those go of you who chronologically. listen. Let's, yeah, do, okay. let's do job and home. Okay. So, guys, I have recently moved out of Connecticut with Olivia. Um, still partially living out of Connecticut. Um, because those of you who know us know that you know I, I have a home there. Um, but now I'm living north of Albany here. And honestly, guys, this town is gorgeous. They have no stop signs. There are roundabouts everywhere. There's no lights. I love it. I love everything about it. We're like 10 minutes away from Saratoga Springs. I'm going to put a poll on our Instagram when I post this to ask if people like roundabouts or hate roundabouts. Because you're there's nobody who feels indifferent about roundabouts. You I either hate them, them and you don't understand them or you love them and you wish they were everywhere. I, I honestly wish they were used everywhere. They're so much fun. That and they really keep traffic low. I like it because it's very self-limiting and self-controlling. Like if there's a bunch of traffic coming from one side rather than the light having to turn green and red, it just that lane just keeps going until it's empty and everybody else has got to wait now. Yeah. So. Unless you find a gap and you can just jump Unless you're out. Frankie and you just YOLO that. Get hey, right in you there. just got to go for it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so we made the move up here. And uh, I with the move, I got a new job. And uh, I went from working with a carrier in service or automated logic. And then uh, now I'm in-house at a college down here in Albany. And I have to say, guys, I love it. I went from working like 10 hour day, ten to 12 hour days, five days a week. Now I work three 12 hour shifts. Granted, they're overnight, not loving that part. But I do love the fact that it's three 12 hour days. It It's three and then four and then three. So it goes every other week. But phenomenal shift. I love it. I have tons of downtime. I think Olivia's getting ready to uh, lose her marbles because I'm just, I have so much downtime, guys. You know what it is? I've decided last night, I think I will feel differently when summer comes around. Mm, Fair enough. You know, everybody knows if you're from the Northeast, like there's only so much you can do during the winter to feel productive. Like realistically, you're going to sit up and set up a Netflix thing and binge the whole thing in a day. Or if you're Frankie, you're going to play video games. (laughs) Or if you're a bookworm, you're just going to go through a book. There's really... I mean, you definitely could do productive things, but it's a, the season for relaxation. It's not the season to be outside doing the leaves or hiking. I mean, you can go for a hike, but like I tell you what, up in this neck of the woods, it ain't Connecticut. Uh, the, I went to work the other day and it was 17 degrees. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. I'm not even trying to be outside right now. This is ridiculous. So I tell you what, I don't feel bad at all. You Come did summer. Did shovel, though. So I like, did shovel. That um. I, I do little chores around here to stay productive, but it's really opened up my time for video games, guys. I'm loving it. 10 out of 10. Would I just recommend. want you all to know, prior to Frankie moving in, he said, no, no, I'm not going to bring my computer because I'm just going to be productive, doing little tasks around the house every day. One week. Maybe took, a week and a half. It took two weeks, guys. At least two. And really, the uh, the second week delay was because he considered just buying a whole new computer. So he it was, it was. I did almost get a whole second computer. He did exercise some self constraint. So. Um, that That's being great. said, so that was the move and the job. So what else yes. did we do? Um, I don't know. There was definitely something I thought of while you were going off on that that I was going to talk about. Oh, I was going to use that about my Christmas cooking. Oh. Because it is the season for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever christmas holiday you choose to celebrate season 
and I made so many cookies and not to toot my own horn but the presentations on point they taste so good I'd say like three of my cookies are top-notch fabulous best cookie ever created three of my cookies I probably like mm, I wouldn't make again if I had the choice and the middle are like solid but you wouldn't go brag to anybody about mm. them my top three cookies, my gingerbread. I make excellent gingerbread. Your gingerbread men were on They are point. soft. They are chewy. They are full of winter flavor. <laughs> Your M&M. Cookie came, bars. Yes, Those are first bar. times I made them. They also came out quite well. And then I really liked your pretzels. Yeah, the chocolate dip pretzels. I, you know, I like dark chocolate better than any other chocolate, but I think the white chocolate dipped ones actually came out a little bit better. They came out more um, like, sweet tasting, I guess would be the word. The, you know what it Very is? sugary. It's, it's the sugar to salt contrast in your mouth that just makes them <clears throat> delightful. <laughs> Anyways, cookies came out great. Um, yeah. Oh, and I made three-layer Italian flag cookies for my first time to represent my Italian heritage. And I still don't really like them. They're still very deceiving because they look so beautiful <laughs> and you go to eat them and they taste like almond extract, which I don't know anybody. Is there anybody no way to like them. make them taste better? Well, I thought I would be able to because you add almond extract, but the base of it uses almond paste, which oh. is this very specific type of texture that I don't know if I could get that texture anywhere else. I mean, does that produce a lot of the flavor as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm kind of stuck there. But if anybody makes those with using, like, a different base, keep me posted. Mm. And I think other than that, we had Thanksgiving roll through, or for us, Friendsgiving. Yeah, we went and did a little cabin trip with our friends. Um, it was great. What yeah, you shout out to uh, Matt and Deirdre and Sean and Jody and Fury. This was our and third annual camping trip. A third annual Friendsgiving. Yes. Well, I guess, yeah, cabin trip. Where would you rank this? Like this, so we've been to three cabins then. What what number would you rank this I would in? say the first cabin we did was the, the best. best. I know, Hands everybody down, the says best. that. This was my second favorite, purely based off of we had a nice road to hike. And, and we were seated. We were so seated nice. on top of a mountain. It was and it was insane. all off the grid. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty cool. So awesome. We kept the fireplace roaring all weekend. Um, we did a four day, three night rather than a, that a three was day, awesome. two night, which really changed it up for us. Um, also, you know you're getting old when you start drinking hard at four p.m. So that by ten p.m. Everybody is ready. <laughs> 4 p.m. We didn't wake up. We started drinking hard at noon every day. Yeah, but you I know, mean, like when you're young and you start drinking at noon, it's like you got to be careful because you know you're going till 2 a.m. Now it's like, let's have there's fun no while the day about is it. Light. We go to bed at like 10. It's great. Every night we drank, we were in bed by 10. To be 10 fair, 30. we were up by 6 to view the sunrise. Oh, yeah. We were up at 6 going at it Quite all over beautiful. again. It was, it was great. Um, we had great weather the whole time. It was time. nice. It like was a little rainy one day, but but very mild for out yeah. there. Um, and then I guess the only other thing that we have coming up is we're all going to a Kevin Hart comedy oh, show yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Friday. Yeah, Friday we gotta night. look at what time that is. And there's uh, supposed to be a snowstorm this Friday too. So. Oh, perfect! I can't wait to <laughs> die in a snowstorm. It's gonna be great. We also have like that. nosebleed section, so like <laughs> we probably won't even be able to see Kevin Hart. Um, there's one last thing that I do want to talk oh, about. 
Take it off. Our book review. First, I want you all to know that I had chosen another book that me and Frankie were going to read that I, for the record, did read. And it was I called... I did. It's terrible. Where the Crawdads It was horrible. Sing. It was the worst book I ever read. I meant to read the back of it, but it must the book must be in Connecticut because I don't have, have it right now. But we did watch the movie, and... I know it's at work. With me. Oh, is it? Yeah, Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, don't give away any spoilers, but give the, the group your analysis of the movie. All right, guys. So the book was garbage. Frankie couldn't right. get, he gets very, un, he does the same thing when he watches shows too. He gets uncomfortable. Highly, can't highly uncomfortable. It is a very sad and depressing book. It's also very and hard to read. It's written in like old southern type slang. But It's that, written in crippling depression for three better. quarters of the book. It gets better if you go. At no point does it get you better. You gotta get to page like 80 or so. <laughs> no, no, no. What she means to say is you need to get to page like 250 out of 300. Also, right. I want you all to know, this is a slight distraction as I'm staring at this, Frankie poured his protein shake all over my Amazon Fire Stick in my couch, so. Not a protein shake, but yes. Um, <laughs> it was my amino acids, guys. Nice. But the movie, I will say, where the crawdads sing, the movie was fantastic. I thought it was a solid 8.5 out of 10. Wow, 8.5. I said it was a really good representation of the book but only better you have to watch the whole thing right you do you have to watch very to the important. very end otherwise none of it makes sense otherwise it's just like a, a five out of ten yeah um i will say i think i think the movie did an adequate job it definitely does like the layout of the story a little bit different and you don't get to appreciate all of the the connections and the like relationships as strongly as you do in the book but that's to be expected Anyways, the next book that we're reading, and then Frankie gets to pick a book, um, is called The Long Walk by Stephen King, but this was actually written when he was the alias of Richard Bachman. Mm. So, he used a lot of aliases when he was coming up. I'm going to read you all the back of the book. It gives me very, like, Hunger Game type vibes, but I haven't gotten, I'm only on page 122 out of 380. Okay, you ready to hear what this is yes. about? Have you read the back of the book yet? No, okay. I haven't touched it. <clears throat> Against the wishes of his mother, 16-year-old Ray Garrity is about to compete in the annual grueling match of stamina and wits known as the Long Walk. 100 boys must keep a steady pace of 4 miles per hour without ever stopping, with the winner being awarded the prize. Anything he wants for the rest of his life... But as part of this national tournament that sweeps through a dystopian America year after year, there are some harsh rules that Garrity and 99 others must adhere to in order to beat out the rest. There is no finish line. The winner is the last man standing. Contestants cannot receive any outside aid whatsoever. Slow down under the speed limit and you're given a warning. Three warnings and you're out of the game permanently. Ooh. Squid game style. Dun, dun, dun. Get murdered. <laughs> Um, so, so far it's been a good read. I think it's been less less Stephen King-y than the other Stephen King book I wrote. In that he mm. doesn't get as lost in the details. Mm. The story okay. actually keeps moving. <laughs> I wonder when he when that actually came out. Came out, like the OG. Obviously yeah. The copyright this is clearly here. like the remade. OG 1979. Wow. It's pretty old. Alright then. Stephen King with the oldies. Anyway, so I'm excited to read this. You know what else I think we should start doing at the end of our um, things? What's Just that? talk about any um, shows or podcasts we've listened to recently. Ooh. You like that? You got any show recs? 
Um, oh, you got at least one. Nope, zero. The White Lotus. You would not recommend. He likes it. I don't need anyone else watching it. It's my show. Don't make it popular. It's already. <laughs> it's literally already popular. <laughs> Fun. Well, now I can't like it. And see? we're watching Wednesday, which you only are watching because you keep hearing from everybody. That's true. That and the Adams family is genuinely just. Oh, so a Danielle, great show. if you're listening, you'd be proud. I have this month alone subscribed to a ridiculous number of streaming services. Oh my god, we've gotten like three. And as as I knew it would. Now I'm losing all of my productivity because all now I'm seeing all of these shows that I've heard of that I want to sit around and watch. This is now I'm losing money and I'm losing productivity. It's a win-win. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all I had for you guys. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. I definitely, we'll hang up and we'll remember like ten things we meant to talk. Oh, about. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, thank you all for tuning in to episode forty of the Doctor and the Dork. This is the Dork. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a great start to 2023, and we'll be in touch in January. Have a great Christmas, guys. Toodles. Talk to you next year. Bye.